and welcome to an episode of By the Fire, where I, Ken, your host, will take you through mythical creatures and tales from across the black diaspora. Today I'll be talking about vampires, and you know, there isn't really a reason why I chose vampires, but you know, there's the typical vampire stories, you know, by Bram Stoker, but I thought, you know what, let's talk about vampires from the black diaspora. So the first vampire I'll be talking about is the Obaifo, which is a human vampire and it's a living being that it's supposedly inhabited by an evil spirit, causing the human to perform evil acts. And they can walk about as neighbours, friends, husbands and even wives. They are found among the Ashanti people of Ghana and the word comes from the Ashanti word for Bai, which means sorcery. They have an obsession with food and shifty eyes tend to be clues that you've got an Obaifo in your neighbourhood. Some even say that the Obaifo is born with their abilities. Some say that it's a curse and others say it can be contracted by accidentally drinking or eating human flesh or blood. Once accused of being an Obaifo, the only resolution is execution by drowning or strangulation by the Akomfo, which is a witch doctor. In terms of physical appearance, it can either be a male or female and it stays in human form. It's able to leave its body in the form of a light to feed upon the blood of young children, which is actually quite interesting because there's another vampire which I'll be mentioning next called the Old Hag, which can also take the form of light, which I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's a significance of that. Anyway, it never drains children of their blood, but it's considered to merely have a light snack of the child, and their saliva is thought to kill, however, as it's a source of disease and illness. It can also destroy crops by sucking out the sap and vital juices, causing blight, which is a plant disease. The only way to escape their obaifo is using an Akomfor, which is the white wizard, who can identify them and protect people through the use of spells and charms. There have supposedly even been sightings reported in Togo, Benin and Nigeria. The Sukuyans, it's a merging of a witch and a vampire, and the country of origin seems to be Dominica, St. Lucian and Trinidad. So they belong to a class of spirits called Jumbies, which are a type of spirit or demon in the folklore of some Caribbean countries. Some believe that they were brought to the Caribbean from European countries in the form of vampire myths from France. These beliefs then intermingled with those of enslaved Africans. So the Sukuyans, or sometimes known as the Old Hag, is usually a lonely antisocial woman living on the outskirts of a village. As I mentioned, they appear like an old woman who at night then sheds her skin and transforms into an animal, bird, or even her customary form, a ball of fire. Again, like what is it with the use of light and fire? Like what? Who knows? Anyway, so at night, she then has the ability to fly through the night in search in that light form, in search of, of its and blood which she needs to refresh her spirit for the following day. She has to return to her skin, which she usually hides in a bush, trees, or inside an overturned mortar before the sun rises, or she'll be trapped in her transformed state without the benefit of her powers until the sun goes down again. The way to escape it is by filling the shed skin of a succulent with souls, causing it to shrink the skin, therefore impeding her from returning to her skin. To expose the succulent, one should pile heaps of rice or sugar around the house or at the village crossroads, which will then be compelled to pick up each grain, and by the time it takes her to pick up each grain, the sun will be risen and then she will be stuck in her form. 
So there actually has been a sighting in Paramin, which is a village located on one of the highest points of western area of the northern range in Trinidad. A guy went out at 8pm to meet a friend and he already knew that the succulent can only be seen at night with a light. He was walking with a friend and noticed on top of a tree a light, but the friend said don't look at it or don't look at it well because that's the succulent. The light he noticed was at first small but then it gradually grew bigger. So they didn't actually mention what tree it is but my guess is the tree is the silk cotton tree because that tree has come up a few times in folk tales its purpose supposedly is to um you know be the home of ancestors or spirits so the next creature is the ohaig and this is a guyanese form of a human vampire so it originates from guyana which is a country in south america the Ohag usually sucks the blood from one's arms, legs and soft parts whilst the person is sleeping, leaving blue-black marks on the body in the morning. If too much blood is sucked out, however, the victim can actually die and become another Ohag, or just die entirely, allowing the killer to take its skin. No one is actually sure if the Ohag uses, uses the blood for nutrition, but for, as one story goes, she actually practices black magic and trades the victim's blood for evil powers with Basil, the demon who lives in the silk cotton tree. Aha, that tree again. She's capable of discarding her skin to take the form of an old woman living in the community. So that whole thing of like, hmm, an old nice woman. Yet. So if a community is suspicious, school children can cry, oh hike, oh hike, at her. And then they make chalk marks on the bridge to her house, the door and the jalous window. But the legend goes that she is actually able to cross these marks bravely. Then the community would then set a trap. And when the old hag flies abroad another night, she then finds a baby in the cradle and is clothed in a blue nightgown. There is a heap of rice grains near the cot. These cast a spell on the old hag who has to count the grains of rice and if she loses her way, she has to start counting again. The light of morning comes and Ohaik still has not finished counting the grains of rice. People burst into the room, pick up cabbage broom and begin to belabor the Ohaik. They beat her to death with great emotion. In terms of like an appearance in person, it's really hard to tell who is an old hag because, you know, they live among people like normal old lady, you know, you can't really be out here beating up old women. And even if your door is locked, tight she can pass through creases and keyholes a few village folk may even tell you that they saw balls of fire hovering in the rice fields on moonless nights and in terms of like appearing like in literature an old film has actually been made by signal productions that called the old hag which was released in 2006 which is essentially about an old hag that was um living in the community and essentially do I want to really reveal spoilers? You know what? I will. I'll drop a link in the description. But essentially, it's about a young girl who was then um, turned in. She basically removed the curse of the current Ohaig. She became. She was burdened with that curse. Basically, the woman was like, "Come, come," and normally, um, she actually noted that her mother always told her not to talk to strangers and i've got a feeling that it's got something to do with a folk tale it's probably a story about it somewhere about not talking to strangers 
but you know her mother also said you should always help old women so you know the little girl was like okay cool i'm gonna help you and then turns out the old hag was just it didn't really show but essentially she did something to the little girl and made her the next old hag the film does talk about how she removes her skin becomes the ball of light has like this thing for babies like her roommate has a baby and she's like ooh, she removes her skin but the skin is back on and her skin is burning and at first i was like why is it burning but now i know based on the story of the succulent um his skin was burning because they put salt on the skin so when she put it back on it's like putting salt can you imagine putting salt directly onto like your muscles <laughs> like that's gonna that's gonna hurt well, it's quite interesting how she dies and then she reincarnates as a cat so i'm not sure what the significance of that is the last creature we'll be looking at is the sasa bonsam but also the asan bonsam now these are vampire creatures and they originate from the ashanti folklore also from ghana as well as some areas in the ivory coast and togo now when a person walks under it if its legs are brushed against them it snatches the person up and pulls them into the tree biting off their head and drinking their blood so they also sit on the cotton tree dangling its stringy legs below so again that tree you know you just you kind of just don't want to encounter that tree if you're out and about <laughs> anyway so the difference between the asan bonsam and the sasa bonsam is that the asan bonsam has hooks and iron teeth and it looks mostly human as well. Well, Sasabosam also looks human. However, it doesn't have hooks or iron teeth. Instead, it actually looks like a mixture between a human and a bat because its arms are short and stubby and it has big wings. Some say that its wings are even have the wingspan reaching 20 feet. So, like I said, it sits in a cotton tree. So, but they have bearded man-faced creature. They're about five feet tall and um, the mouth is full of fang teeth, a roll of scaly ridges over its bloodshot eyes, and a small horn which protrudes from the tip of its head. Its legs are permanently bent and hanging, and they have three toes on each of its feet. Its body is said to be covered in black and white spots and to its camouflage. And it's also said, as well as like, you know, dragging people to their death, um, it's also said to be cause a sickness in a person just by looking at them. And it's quite interesting um, because there's not really any situation that says how you can escape them. But um, yeah, and people, it's quite interesting also because people are afraid to cut down the cotton trees due to the belief that the Sasabontam lives there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time researching all the different kind of vampires there are around the world. And... They're scary as hell. Pardon the pun. Do I ha- do I pardon the pun? The vampires didn't really come from hell. Anyway, if you enjoyed it, feel free to rate and comment on Apple Podcast and follow on Spotify. You can also listen on SoundCloud. Use the hashtag BTFPod so we can continue the conversation online and I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. If you have a creature or folklore tale you'd like to hear or would like to be a guest on the show, feel free to email by the fire at bythefire.mail at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and I hope to catch you on the next one. Bye!